Today's episode of the Around the Office is sponsored by the George Foreman Grill. It will cook virtually any meat, any breakfast food that you could ever desire that you wanted to wake up to. And it's also not bad at cooking human flesh. So the George Foreman Grill, get it today. The George Foreman Grill, just clamp it. Today on Around the Office, we are going to be discussing Season 2. This is my favorite season of the entire Office series, so this will be probably a more lengthy one because there's a lot of little moments that I love about this season, but keeping the same format, hopefully the audio quality is a little better for everyone, so kick back and hope you enjoy. So before we get going, Mike, Mariah, nice to have you on again for season two. How are y'all? Good. Good. Good to be here. Good to be back. I'm glad to see that Mike is alive and healthy <laughs> and neck is intact. <laughs> That's why I wear turtlenecks, if you've been wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, how are you, ma'am? I'm good. How's Autumn? She is good, too. Hanging in there. Will she be a special feature again on the episode tonight? Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we fixed our audio issues. Hopefully it sounds a lot better than the first one. But this episode, we are talking about my personal favorite season, season two. So much going on in this season. I don't know how long this podcast is going to go. Maybe I should put a warning at the beginning for how lengthy it might be. That's what she said. <laughs> um, Nicely done. But let's get into an actual recap here. Some things that stuck out to you guys. Mike, What's just looking at the recap of this season, what's going on, what's kind of the big points for you in season two? Oh. Man, I was kind of, like you said, I was blown away. Because I guess normally when I rewatch it, I'll watch like a handful of episodes at a time. But so this time I actively sat down and said, I'm going to watch season two in the next couple of days. And man, just the the guest stars, it was like huge name after huge name. Huge plot points going forward. Uh, It was just an unbelievable season. I mean, the the whole way through, I really enjoyed it. Now, Mariah, you said that season one just absolutely you just had to get through it and then we get season two where there seems like there's almost too much going on was that a problem for you or just so happy that we get so much going on and a season two is just like off and running so i actually was surprised by how much of my favorite quotes or my favorite scenes come from season two i would have thought that some of them were a little further in so i'm not mad at it at all um it was worth it. Six episodes, what, six episodes in the first season to get to so many great quotes, so many great scenes, cold opens. I would argue that season two has no low points. Like, it's just banger after banger. I would say that the lowest point, maybe the, the lowest episode of season two is still higher than the best one of season one. Ooh, that's pretty yeah. big talk. So you think all these... So if we all liked basketball a lot and Diversity Day in season one you think that most of these episodes are still just overall better quality than those two. I just, yeah, I just think 
those two episodes had good moments. Yeah. But I feel like each one of these is just the whole episodes are hilarious. Like, they're episodes that you want to sit down and pay attention to. It became more of an ensemble rather than um, focusing specifically on Michael and his interactions with the other members of the office. So even though some of the other interactions also involve Michael, you get more of, like, the warehouse. You get some external people, um, like, when he does his improv. Um, and so it, it just has it has more to offer than I think the first season really did. Yeah, really, that's a good point because it does expand, like, the world of The Office. We go, like you said, from six episodes to 22 episodes this season. And, like, Michael Scott goes from, you know, he's the focal point in six episodes. But in season two, he's, like, throwing 100 miles an hour every scene, every episode. Like, he is just, Steve Carell is killing it in this role for season two. The other big plot point, obviously, is we start getting a lot more Jim Pam kind of stuff going on, right? So, Ashley, I know this starts to heat heat up a little bit. Is season two your favorite of kind of like the Jim Pam story? Or is there other season of Jim Pams that you'd prefer? I think that I... With the end, like how the season ends, you're just so, like, invested. Like, what is going to happen? Because they finally kiss... And you've been waiting on it, and uh, it's just such a cliffhanger. Like, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh my goodness, what in the world is going to happen next? So I think it helps really build their story and helps you really root for them. But And you have to really like them, and I think that kind of, the end of the season especially, kind of makes you really want them to work out. Like, Jim finally putting it out there that he does care for Pam. That's so. a great point, because... I feel like comedy shows have tried to do this before, but I've never seen like a greater comedy season ending cliffhanger. <laughs> like I can't think of a comedy anyways that has had a cliffhanger that I remember having that impact of like, Oh really? Like we fade to black after that. Like, come on, I got to wait six months, you know, for what's going to happen after that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, Go I ahead. think season two is strong just in general, like every aspect, like the storyline uh, with Jim and Pam and then, you know, downsizing. And then, like you said, you already said, everybody is at the top of their game, like comedic wise, you know, you have Michael and then you really in get introduced to the pranks with Jim and Dwight. That's a big storyline that you almost like you almost forget about how good it is in season two. And so Y'all have already touched on this, but I don't really think there's a bad episode in the whole season. I think it might be one of the best seasons in the whole series is season two. I, I actually have, I'm going to save it for a little later when we talk about episodes here in a minute, but I do have one episode that I'm just not a fan of. And so you'll have to talk me out of it. But there's one episode that I just, I really don't enjoy that much. Kind of like Hot Girl with season one. I always seem to find one in each season where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really into that one. I could skip that one. So what I really enjoy about season two is that it's also, it, despite the one bad episode, um, potentially, it does lay the foundation for uh, not only Jim and Pam's relationship um, or potential relationship, we have Michael and Jan, and then we also have... Um, Dwight and Angela, both of whom I think are, oh, and Ryan and Kelly, all of whom are sort of like opposite types of relationship goals for uh, what Jim and Pam is, like the idealized couple. 
Um, and I really, really enjoy watching those start knowing how they all end. And I also forgot, like, with Jan and Michael, they start the season. And at the end, it's Michael and Carol are starting, right? Oh, yeah. So that bleeds into season three as well. So we've got all of these relationships starting to develop. And obviously, you've watched the show, you know what happens to them. But there's so much going on with plot in this season. Like, it's just top to bottom. It's my favorite season. And there are really strong episodes. Like, when I looked at season, like, episode lists... And, you know, I'm to the point of watching The Office where I can look at the list of names of the episodes and know what's going to happen. And season two and season three are just ridiculous, right? Like, they're like 1A, 1B. Season four starts to tail off a little bit, but it does have probably my favorite episode of the entire series. Um, That's a little wink-wink to you, Mariah. Yeah! But uh, season two for me, it's just... You go through the list of episodes, and it's hard to find one that you cannot either get a quote from, or you have a meme from, or you have a joke, you know? Because this also started the trend of bringing back for a little while that that's what she said, which was a pretty big deal for us, Mike, especially in our college dormitory. This is something we love to do all the time. We even had little signs that we put on our doors. I can't remember. We bought them at Hastings or something like that. And we had them on our doors, and we even had the acronym for them that we'd say so we wouldn't get in trouble out in public. So, (laughs) yep. (laughs) So, basically, from here on out, anything that's said in the episode, if you can get a That's What She Said in, this is starting the That's What She Said game here. So for the remaining episodes, because we didn't get it at all in season one, I don't believe. And it starts, you know, with episode two in sexual harassment. So for us, starts at season two. Anybody says something that you can sneak in a, uh, that's what she said. That's the game. So we'll see who can get the best one of that, if we can. <laughs> um, any other thoughts about the season at all before we move into episodes? I want to point out one thing that's going to kind of refute what the ladies have said. I don't know if you've necessarily addressed it as much, Ryan. Uh, I would argue that this is the second to worst Jim and Pam season. Mm. They're super whiny. They get into all these silly fights. Uh, Like after the, the threat level midnight reading the next day when Jim's like, you could say we had our first date. And she's like, I wouldn't say that. And he gets super butthurt about it. Or uh, the fight. After the fight when they're flirting when they at the dojo? Yeah. Uh, I do I do have seven. in my notes that it's their worst character. Like, the way they act is the worst this season. Like, Pam is a huge bitch, because there's not a better word for it. She really is. And then, uh, Jim, he's a terrible boyfriend to his other, to Katie, because he likes Pam. Like, why even act like that? So... Just, as much as you're rooting snarky. for them, yeah. As much as you're rooting for Jim and Pam, they also are terrible to the people they're with and everyone around them while you're wanting them to be together. Getting into actual episodes, I know that we have... I know it's going to be nearly impossible to pick your favorite episode. I know it was for me because I had notes basically for 21 episodes on things that I loved about them. <laughs> 
and was able to whittle it down to like nine. Uh, so I'm still going to have a hard time, but I just want to hit all the high notes that we have from this season. Let's just open this thing up. Let's just talk about all of our favorite moments. I don't want to miss a moment in this season because this is just such a great season. That's why this and quotes are going to be a huge section because I, this is, this is just, I love this right now. <laughs> so excited. Right, I'll start this off because, uh, last, last, will, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I said, Ryan will probably remember this. So I watched some of the first season when it came out and wasn't a big fan. So I missed the whole second season when it first aired. And then the third season came on during my time at LC and Ryan was super excited about it. And he's like, no, you got to watch like the, we got to go back and watch season one and two. And I was like, dude, I've watched this. I don't like it. Ryan said, let me pick a few episodes for you to watch. And I was like kind of into them. And when we watched Conflict Resolution, I legitimately cried laughing at the (laughs) moment where they start going through all of Jim's pranks against Dwight. Yes. And when Dwight says, I hit myself in the head with my phone, <laughs> and it pauses, and I like chuckle, and then Jim explains it. And by the end of it, I was like, that moment, I can, I can pinpoint that moment in time, watching it on DVD, like in Tudor Hall lobby. Yes. That was the moment where I was like, all right, I'm in on this show. Let me go back yes. to the beginning. I, I'm glad you said that because I had that conflict resolution is in the running for my top episode i'll reveal who i eventually landed on here in a second but i think i could have gone with some others and i think there are more iconic ones but because of what that one means to me personally in my journey with the show i'm going to give it to conflict resolution oh it's just great because you also have in that episode when we're doing <laughs> the uh was it that one with the no it's not that one with the pictures right with his id card is that that one yeah, that's all yeah. the same episode. Okay, that's all the same episode. So he does his middle name, you know, as fart. fart, and it's that giant printout, and it says he's a security threat and all that kind of stuff. And the coin in the phone, I remember that specifically because I don't think you were able to breathe for like forty-five minutes. That killed me because I, I thought like, okay, well now he's just saying everything that ever went wrong, and when he explained it, I was so unprepared. It was all. <laughs> it was one of those moments where I kind of wish they'd have just, like, just shot that in a normal day where Dwight picks up the phone and just crushes himself in the face <laughs> with it, and Jim just yeah. starts dying laughing. Like I would have just rather seen it, but the actual him talking about it is hilarious. I love that one. The other one of those uh, pranks that he did, I loved, is he said there was an abandoned infant in the bathroom. <laughs> And he saw Meredith. He says he saw Meredith on the can. And even Michael goes. Ooh. <laughs> like, but see it hurt Michael to hear it. What's also great about that episode is there's also the negotiation stuff going on, right? Like the five different phases, like the win yeah. lose, lose lose, win win win. We all win, and I win for mediating this. <laughs> so funny. I do love that one, uh, Brian. Do you solutions. have? Mariah, do you have a couple that stick out for you? A favorite prank or a favorite moment? Favorite episode moment. Oh, uh, for me personally, it's definitely one of them is at the... I have so many. Um, But one that I immediately remember is the Dundies. Um, And I like to quote this one specific Pam line, which is, no, you let the ice melt because then it's second drink. (laughs) 
<laughs> and also, because Chili's is one of the few um, decent restaurants that we happen to have here in Akvish, I also really like, and I feel God in this Chili's tonight. It's a good, it's a good one. It is. Cam has some gems there. That is great because when I think of, like, y'all out at Chili's, I think of this. Like, this is how you get... <laughs> After a couple of two for ones, you know. <laughs> oh, Natty Chili's is where to go, yeah. son. That's that's what I imagine Mariah being like. It's like, server, <laughs> I need more chips. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That's just what uh, I imagine Mariah doing. <laughs> I also love everything about the injury and um, Michael's. Uh, cooking his foot and the fact that the george foreman grill makes a reappearance later on yes and he he wants pan rum butter on his foot it's country (laughs) crock when he sticks it at stanley he goes well what does this look like and he goes mailbox (laughs) etc the the weird thing about that i want to ask you this if this is a um a fitting comfort meal if you were to have that kind of energy or injury energy um did you notice what Michael got Ryan to buy him to kind of relax, like his comfort food meal? I remember something with sweet potatoes. Garden chicken, yams. He got him three He got him three full rotisserie, rotisserie chickens with just dark meat and yams. <laughs> That's all he wanted. And that was pudding. his comfort meal. I think the three f- just a drug Three full rotisserie chickens of dark meat and yams. <laughs> That's what this man wanted to eat. But I do like the whole, like, Dwight's concussion. Like, that's kind of like the side thing. Yes. But I love that. Like, that whole scene with them driving to the hospital, and they're in the van, and he's Yeah, that's spray- what having kids is like, for real. And, and Jim's hitting him with the spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> to keep him awake and to keep Michael tame. Oh, the other thing now I think about Michael, this is the great thing about the season, I think. The little fun thing about it is when something that is very ordinary happens and they cut to, you know, the one-on-one with Michael and he explains what that very basic thing is. So he's like, I call shotgun. Don't you think he can sit in the back with Dwight? And then it cuts to Michael. He's like, the rules of shotgun are very clear. <laughs> It's whoever can see it first gets shotgun. <laughs> There's no I, rules or exceptions for anybody with a concussion. <laughs> That's so why I really... <laughs> sorry. No, I was going to say, of, of that same thre- thread, um, I really love the... Uh, when he's explaining how he got his injury. Like, he acts like he's already been attacked by it. And he's just like, oh, Okay! The way I got this is... And then starts it on his bacon. It's, it's just <laughs> phenomenal acting. Now, there's some episodes, like the client, you know, and him and Jan when they first kiss after going to Chili's. Overall, I don't think that's a crazy awesome episode, but I still put it in here because it introduces Threat Level Midnight into our lives. So we get Threat Level Midnight out of this. So even if an episode to me doesn't feel strong, there's like something in each of them that is something that's, you know, throughout the whole series. Well, I, still, I really appreciate on. that episode because of how um, how good he is. Like, yeah. you get to see, like, oh, this is why they made this dude manager. Like, yes. I mean, he just closed this 
massive sale, like yes, like future changing sale for the company, and you get to see like oh like he's he's competent in the right situation because all you've yes. seen thus far is just different levels of incompetency, and you finally see him shine. Um, especially in comparison to what Jan sets out to do and the, the way that she starts to do the business. And then Michael just kind of takes it in a different direction and she thinks that he's going to tank it and he actually pulls it all together very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. That was also going to be my counterpoint was you get to see Michael actually be good. Yeah. I was going to try and make it nicer, but I think good is exactly what it is. Yeah. We also get kind of our first like kind of emotional, we feel bad for him when they have bring your daughter to work day. You know, oh, with the whole yeah. fundo bundle thing. And he says he wanted to do all this stuff as a kid, and he was none of that, you know, as a grown-up. So you, you do get those little moments where it starts to flip, where, yeah, he's still awful, but there's still moments where he's like the lovable loser slash buffoon. You know, that's terrible, but maybe he's just ignorant. Well, it's just a love him anyways, you know. <laughs> but Ashley, what's a couple episodes or moments that stick out for you? Uh, well, I liked all the ones that everyone said, but I think my favorite is performance reviews. Uh, everything, everything about that one is really good. The cold opener where Jim pops the medicine ball is (laughs) the fitness orb. (laughs) How much did you pay for that? And he's like $20. Yeah. And then he pops it more enjoyable. sex. you're not having sex. From that look he gives him. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, they pull off this elaborate prank that it's Thursday. Yeah. Or that, um, that it's Friday instead of Thursday. Um, And then, like, the fact that everyone indulged Michael and said whatever they needed to say to get their bonuses. All of that is, I don't know, that's, that's my favorite episode. I, yes. Stanley, when he asked Stanley, is that something you learned in the hood? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And you see like a flash of anger in Stanley's eyes. Then he reels it back in and he's like, no, it's fine. Yes, I yes, did learn. Yes, in the ghetto, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> or on the ghetto, in fact, or whatever. On the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the ghetto. Yeah, Good it's phrase, so funny on to the me. Ghetto. <laughs> he's like, it's all about my bonus. I think, um... <laughs> <laughs> on that same like idea of, of just terrible my favorite is dink and flicka which is i don't think yes this episode, yes yeah. it's in the flicka. season yeah that's in casino night that's the very okay. last episode yep because he gives them dink and flicka fleece it out and going mock five <laughs> <laughs> and then that stupid handshake with the <laughs> uh but let's talk the booze cruise we can't not talk about the booze cruise this gave us i think was probably the biggest promo for the season was him dancing on the boat mm-hmm. i feel like that was kind of the biggest thing of the season everybody looked towards was him actually dancing and then we also get our first super awkward gym like with pam moment where he's you know thinking about telling her the way he feels and then he just kind of sits there and awkwardly stares at her and she's like i'm gonna go inside (laughs) so what's your thoughts about that episode i i have a lot of mixed bag thoughts so i I do think that jim really just sort of drops the ball um twice over so first with with pam in that scene that you just mentioned and then also with uh katie so yes yeah 
Um, also, there's that whole awkward scene where Je- uh, where Roy realizes that Katie and he were uh, high school rivals, and that Katie was a cheerleader. And then you kind of like see Jim and Pam like look back and forth at each other, like this is we're, we both agree that this is ridiculous and we're we're adults. But um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it just it, I don't know. It speaks to Jim not really being supportive or fully invested in his relationship with Katie. Um, and yeah, Pam with he Roy. Was terrible. Uh, and then so what else gets me is whenever uh, Roy says Roy and Pam like finally set a date, and then. Michael says, you should be excited. Your friend just got engaged. And Jim says, well, she's always been engaged. or She has been engaged. And <laughs> Michael said, well, Roy said that the first time didn't count. And I'm just like, this is why nobody is rooting for, for Pam and Roy. It's like small, <laughs> yeah. small cracks like that. <laughs> um, also, I think the idea of a snorkel shot is absolutely disgusting. Uh, that's, that's how we get Corona. Are you... Is anybody currently prescribed to taking the medicine vomicillin? <laughs> <laughs> Do um, not recommend. <laughs> I, it's the ep- the booze cruise episode is the one where I like Jim the least. Like mm. everything he does in the episode makes me upset. Like he, the way he treats Katie is rude. Why bring her on the date? And then the way he mocks her, like. She's your girlfriend. Support her. Who cares if she was a cheerleader and stupid? Like, just be nice about it. That always annoyed me. And then he tells Michael that he had a crush on Pam and then gets mad at Michael. Like, what do you expect from him? And then he had a prime opportunity to tell Pam that he liked her and chickened out because he was a, like, wiener baby. So, I don't know. <laughs> and the then whole... he broke up with Katie. <laughs> Ashley, exactly. I'm the bad words. So, the whole... <laughs> The whole episode, it makes you not like, like, there's episodes where I don't like Pam, but this is the one where I like Jim the least, is because he just, I don't know, he could have done better, and I know they had to do it like that for the storyline, but he just kind of, I think if I was Pam and I sort of was thinking about, well, maybe I do like him instead of Roy, and then he acted like that, it would be like, no, I made the right choice, that's why I'm with Roy, is because he's a real man, at least he tells me what he wants, you know, whereas Jim was so wishy-washy. I'm glad you brought this up because it does bring me to the episode The Secret, right? Where uh, Michael is trying to be best friends with Jim. I did, I've never really thought about this, but it hit me in this episode. Not only do we get the what's up, dog joke, but Classic. without Michael leaking, basically, that Jim liked Pam, broader question do they potentially not ever end up together? Because before that, it was really just flirting. Then after Michael leaks it, at the end of the episode, you know, Jim and Pam are walking out and Pam is looking at Jim kind of more like, okay, like, does he like me? Do I like him? Like, so it seems to kind of flip Pam into starting to think that Maybe I could be with Jim instead of just an office flirt thing. So my kind of question coming out of this is that without Michael doing this, and everyone points at Michael as, you know, the buffoon who can't keep a secret, but is Michael the reason they're actually together? Like, does this start the ball rolling? I don't think so. I think that that they would be together 
if they're like so meant to be no matter what then they would have ended up together one way or the other yeah, even if she argue... married roy and it Sorry. didn't work out it, i think they would have ended up together one way or the other okay i would argue that the events of casino night happened regardless yeah okay. i agree with that so you still think he has this moment where he professes his love and she's you know has that same reaction I think it at least gets her thinking about it a little bit sooner, but I like I think Casino Night happens either way, and I think that's the real motivating factor. That's why she cancels the wedding. Mm-hmm. I think he throws that Hail Mary no matter what. Okay, yeah, good point. I agree. It was just something I thought of. I was like, oh, maybe this is kind of like a cause and effect kind of thing. Maybe they writers potentially intention that or not. I could be just looking too far into it. Well, no, I actually kind of agree with that because I feel like Jim chickened out on Booze Cruise. We've seen that happen. And I think he also sort of made it very awkward with the whole, like, some could argue that we had our first date tonight previously. And so I feel like Pam had had sort of shut him down a couple of times throughout this whole season without Michael sort of forcing their hand to, to out, like, acknowledge out loud how one feels about the other. Pam never really has to consider it before Jim says anything. Once Jim says it, and it, it's it's now something that's not in the past, it's something that's still happening in the present, then she really has to consider it. But until then, like, Michael planted that seed in her head um, that this is that this could have been a possibility for her. And then his Jim's Hail Mary was more of a, like, this is still a possibility for us. That That's my take on it. Mm. Right here. Is that me? Me and you, right, right here. Got you. I got you. There we go. Now, before we move on to quotes, I do have – we have not talked about the drug testing episode yet. <laughs> and Dwight asking Oscar if he ever pooped a balloon. <laughs> Michael, Michael, I have the same question for you, sir. Have you ever pooped a balloon? <laughs> not on purpose, but <laughs> – being married to me <laughs> ironically they're usually when i love myself the most <laughs> now do you do y'all like this episode though i mean the way michael gets you know oh yeah as it probably he's goes to an alicia keys concert <laughs> meets a girl with a lip ring and it was like he thought it was closed cigarettes or whatever, whatever, whatever he that is. Cigarettes were illegal. <laughs> and I, then, um, and then Dwight's carrying around his piss all day in a cup. Like, come on, <laughs> that's a great episode. <laughs> I love that episode. I like that Mike thinks that an Alicia Keys concert would be like going to Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an Alicia Keys concert, and it got wild. <laughs> now, before we get to an actual episode pick, before we move on to quotes, I do have to mention one thing about the season finale Casino Night. Just a little thing. When Jan shows up, and no, it's Jan has not showed up yet, but Carol's there, and Dwight comes up to Michael and says... It gives him an update, and he says, no sign of Lan Jevonson. 
That switching of the first letter on the first and last name, I still do that today. <laughs> and I'll do that just for fun. Like, forever I was Mayan Rettos. <laughs> and Mike was obviously Cycle Mumner. Cycle Mumner. <laughs> like, this is just what we did in college, and I still do it. Sometimes I still do it just for a joke, and I laugh at it myself. But that's just a little moment that I love, because I still do it today, but... For actually, actual, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, that same same idea. I actually love that he was not consistent in his nicknames because then he also gave Carol codename Remax, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> codename Remax. So stupid. Oh, I love it. Uh, but my actual, what I decided on for my favorite episode, my actual favorite episode this season is conflict resolution. That is hands down my favorite episode. I absolutely love that episode. You picked just one? Crap. Yeah. I'm going just one. Act five. <laughs> Rattle them off. Let's hear them. Uh, I think they're in order. So Halloween, The Client, The Injury, Valentine's Day, and Casino Night. I love those. Love them all. Ashley? What did I say my favorite episode was? Performance reviews. That's my oh, favorite that's one. that's right. Yeah. Performance review. Sorry. Okay. I'm trying to multitask. Mike, we haven't really talked about sexual harassment episode or Ryan starting the fire, that whole thing. <laughs> Which is are both w- phenomenal episodes. Both phenomenal episodes. Is one of your is that one of your favorites? What's your favorite? Well, so my number one, like I said earlier, like I've always got to give it to conflict resolution because that was the one that got me hooked. I would say my second favorite one is probably the injury. And then after that, another one we haven't really talked about is the fight. Yes, I think the, the fight has got so many funny storylines between Michael refusing to do his paperwork, the Dwight getting his secret promotion to assistant regional manager, <laughs> finally, the uh, opening up your mouth. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> ah! uh, so that was, yeah, I mean, sexual harassment's great. We didn't really talk about the Dundies, which is iconic. But I did. We can go into like well, a ton of detail. I mean, we're we're, we're going to get back to it. some of these in quotes here. I guarantee you, we are. Oh, There's God, no way yes. that we're not. Now let's. Which, what's your least favorite episode? Oh yeah, I forgot. My least favorite episode of the season, Mike. You thought you knew. What was your guess? I thought I knew, but I feel like you touched on it, so maybe not. I would have said "Take Your Daughter to Work Day." I just feel like mm. that one's a little too slow, and there's not a whole lot of high points in it. So that's my personal guess, but since you touched on it and didn't hate it, my second guess would be would have been the secret. Mine would be mm. Dwight's speech. Mm. I like all those. The reason I like Bring Your Daughter to Work Day is basically because of Stanley yelling at Ryan and also Michael, Michael's username of Little Kid Lover. <laughs> <laughs> that's just beyond classic. But my least favorite is actually the carpet. Oh, that was going to be my second guess. Yeah, I do not like that episode, really. Like, there's love, no moment in it that I really like. Oh, man, see, I love, um, I was vict- I was a victim of a hate crime. And Stanley <laughs> goes, that's not a hate crime. <laughs> well, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. But the whole, the whole thing, the whole premise of it, like, it's one of those kind of Jim, Pam, or awkward thing. Like, she just came back from vacation where... Apparently, her and Roy just like did it all the time. I don't know, but uh, he's because Jim's like, Yeah, just ski some, 
like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's weird. But that is my least favorite of this season, so I don't know. Let's do quotes now. I know we were supposed to have one, but... Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mariah's got a dozen. I I had to land on, like, six. <laughs> so I hope, I assume a lot of them are shared between us, so hopefully can eliminate this list a little bit. But Mariah, I'll let you go first. Okay, I'll just start with one. Um, it's from Booze Cruise. It is one of my many talents to quote uh, obscure Michael Scott quotes, uh, usually <laughs> at the worst possible opportunity. And so one of my favorites is it's Nebulos. And I, I was actually talking. <laughs> I was talking to somebody on our leadership team about how life in quarantine has become nebulous. And when I said it out loud to Michael, what I actually said was, it's nebulous. And he like looked at me and he was like, I don't know if you know the right way to say that word or not. And I was like, no, no, I'm quoting, I'm quoting from the office. And he was like, I don't think that you are. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I perfectly, perfectly like brought it back. Um, so that's one of my favorites, just, just for the, it's nebulous. Who, who ranks higher? <laughs> A captain or an uh, office manager? In the ocean, it's nebulous. In the ocean, it's nebulous. Who knows? It's nebulous. <laughs> yeah. I'll give my uh, my favorite quote from a cold opener with Michael. And it starts, you know, with the scene with the office building. It's early in the morning. Ryan's walking inside. Michael says, I'm an early bird and a night owl. So I'm wise <laughs> and I have worms. <laughs> That one was on my list. That's one of my favorite ones. That's probably my favorite quote, actually. But I die at that one every time. That's such a good one. Ashley, give me one of yours. Um, I, one of the ones that I quote all the time is Dwight with the fire. And he's like, clear out stat. And then he goes, stat means now. And I say, <laughs> stat means now all the time. You do. Which is, it's one of those things that's like obscure and most people don't get it. But I, I say it all the time. So that's on my list as one of my favorites. <laughs> now, Mike, did we steal one of your favorites already? Like season one? No. Uh, I would say, so again, the, the thing that comes to my mind the most, even though I don't know if it's a quote, is whenever Dwight says, I hit myself in the head with my phone. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. And then after that, I think I would have to go with the open, open up your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> My favorite line from that episode is before the fight, when they're explaining all the fighting rules. I'm like, there's a lot of rules, a lot of rules. We didn't have rules where I grew up. Maybe one, no kicks to the groin, home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah, that's another one. Um, so one that I really love to quote, especially at my cats, because I don't have children, is "Boy, have you lost your mind?" And then Michael always finishes it up with "Cause I'll help you find it." <laughs> uh, oh, before I forget, also from the fight that I love when uh, uh, Michael's talking about fighting you know and he fought black belts and all that stuff and he's like i know a ton of 14 year old girls that could kick dwight's <laughs> and jim's like you know a ton of 14 year old girls 
<laughs> great back and forth because that's what kind of a lot of my quotes are they're like back and forth stuff like they're of yeah. course michael one-liners most of them but a lot of them are back and forth because the reason one of the reasons why y'all mentioned this episode i might not like with dwight's speech one of my <laughs> it's so dumb but it cracks me up it's when michael is trying to teach dwight you know, on how to give, you know, be funny and all that stuff. And he's like, what's the difference between a salesman and a saleswoman? And Dwight said, saleswoman has a vagina. And Michael says, it's a joke, Dwight, not a sex ed class. And then he's like, the difference between a salesman and a saleswoman is boobs. Uh, Ashley, do you have another one? <laughs> uh, another one that I really like is when Michael's talking about him and Jan breaking up, and he's like, "When people say something's mutual, it never is." Yes, but this was mutual. I I, I think that's pretty good too. <laughs> so, Mike, do you have another one? Uh, is this enough? Uh, alcohol to get 15, uh, 20 people drunk. Yes. 15 <laughs> bottles of vodka. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that should do it. All right. <laughs> Box it up. We also get a classic one with Michael talking to Toby. Why are you the way that you are? Yes. Like, <laughs> Mariah, do you have that full quote? Yes. No, no. not in front of me, but yes, that uh, is on my list. Yes, I love that because it's just classic. That's a classic. One. Why are you the way you I are? hate everything about the way you choose to be. <laughs> I hate everything about the way you choose to be. <laughs> Another Mike one I really like is uh, Casino Night when he's got Jan and Carol coming. He says, Two queens on Casino Night. I'm going to drop a deuce on everybody. <laughs> 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 Mariah, I know you got a couple more over there. Hit me with another one. <laughs> Michael's trying to steal some. Oh. Um, my one of my favorite and my favorite gifts to use is um, when Michael is talking about the guy who has calling cards, and he's like, "Okay, okay, the way it works is you have two people. I've got him. Yes, he recruits me and one other, and then we recruit <laughs> two other people, and just comes up and like takes the marker." <laughs> Michael's like, I've got to call somebody. But <laughs> yeah. I, also, I also looked earlier on when they're like, isn't this a get rich quick scheme? And Oscar, Oscar asked that. And he's like, yes, Oscar, you will get rich quick. And he's like, didn't you already lose some money from one of these? And he goes, when the deposed son of the Nigerian prince calls you directly or emails you directly, <laughs> his father run the kingdom. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Kingdom. That that whole cold open is just like perfect for me. Uh, Mike, do you have one more? I'll let Mariah take it from here. I think she's still got like four left. I think I, uh, being generous. I'll give my last one here. This is the last one I have that's really memorable to me. It's when Dwight. It's for Valentine's Day, and you know he got that bobblehead from Angela, and then he ended up buying, you know, getting Angela a copy of his house key. And he says, women are like wolves. If you want a wolf, you have to trap it. You have to snare it. And then you have to tame it. Keep it happy. Care for it. Feed it. 
lovingly the way an animal deserves to be loved. And my animal deserves a lot of loving. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so funny. I love that. Because he's just looking at the camera and it's just like, oh, God, take it easy, dude. Like, there's just a lot of, just a lot of energy coming to that camera. He's like, my animal deserves a lot of loving. <laughs> Wait, I will have one more before Mariah gets into her list. Sure. What's up, Hasselhoff? <laughs> <laughs> That one's great. Michael's shirt just all the way down. All the way down. So I I have to run my list out. I've got uh, the classic, Ryan started the fire. Yes. Um, Would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Yes. Um, (laughs) My elbow has a protuberance. (laughs) (laughs) One of my all-time favorites is Bob Vance, Fans Refrigeration. Bob Vance, fans refrigeration. Bob Vance, fans refrigeration. Well, I'm well, working, I don't work Bob. Bob. <laughs> and he sends the flowers to Phyllis <laughs> on Valentine's Day. And it says Bob Vance, fans refrigeration. My favorite one that I've used at work before is um, it's one of Stanley's, and it's when they're in the warehouse and they're like um, moving pa- boxes of paper. And uh, I think Jim or somebody says like. This will go a lot faster if we do it like this. And Stanley says, this is a run-out-the-clock situation. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, just like even up in the office, same thing. Yep. <laughs> Run the clock out. Run the clock out. That's the thing we didn't really talk about a lot is there's a lot of Ryan in this season. Yeah. Like, it's almost on par with Jim, like how much Ryan's involved in everything, which is kind of weird knowing, you know, how it ends up. But it's like really ryan forward um, i really enjoyed ryan hooking up with kelly on february 13th yes. and not realizing it yes you know. now let's... like his like hair pulling i'm sorry <laughs> keep going no he's just like he's like sitting there and he's like i hooked up with her on february 13th and kelly's done this whole <laughs> monologue about like how she wants to get married and have a whole bunch of kids and like that's her perfect goal in life and now she can finally do that because she has a boyfriend Yes. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have kids. And I think she says a line that she just won a date forever, which is kind of ironic because that's what they did, really. <laughs> you know, it's date forever. Uh, but let's get into the final thing season MVP. I'll go first. Ironically, my season MVP goes to Ryan. Okay. <clears throat> Why would you say that? Because he's just like a. He's it's still new, and he turns into a more terrible person later. But it's season two, and he's just this temp who's trying to get through the day and go home. And he's like, I don't want to be a guy here. And he starts the fire, and he's the fire guy. And Michael is like sexual harassment to like level ten with Ryan, and he puts <laughs> up with it. And he like they like make him feel bad for throwing his yogurt lid metal away but that's something i would do i would throw it away oh yeah it was a great day but this is junk i don't need it and they make him feel bad for it and he like he waits on michael hand and foot and he to be fair like with kelly he was clear about what he wanted and she lied about what she wanted so all those reasons make him my season two mvp wow shocking dark horse i did not expect that at all mike yeah do you want to go or do you want to end this time 
I would say there are two people. So there's who I think was the best this season and who I think had the best season. So one of them is the person who had the most laughs and just made the show really worth watching. But if you want to talk about who had the best season, like, you know, in the MVP, it's like, oh, this guy had the best year. Um, I think the person who had the best year was Dwight Schrute. Okay. He got Salesman of the Year. Right. Gave a rousing speech. Got himself a girlfriend. Yes. Um, got promoted to assistant regional manager. Lost the two. Secretly. Yes. A, a secret promotion is a promotion. Basically a formality, <laughs> but not really. Uh, <laughs> no pay raise. <laughs> he, he got to be head of security. Yes. Uh, and the season, technically, it didn't quite get into it, but ends with his nemesis leaving. His nemesis got his heart broken. Mm, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so I would say if you're asking about the best season for themselves, it's Dwight. The best character as far as an audience member, I think Michael Scott kills it every single episode. None of his episodes are bad. I'm glad you said that because that's my pick for MVP because Michael Scott is just on a like it's a completely different level of character like he is always on he's never lacking he's never you know out of character like he is perfect all season and it's just a bummer that they could never win any awards they always lost to 30 rock or someone else but he is like i said just throwing 103 miles an hour all season every scene every episode mariah reminds me of go ahead is so it reminds me of how if Michael Jordan lost an MVP, the next season he'd be super pissed about it and just come out and dominate everybody just for the fun of it. That first season was so bad and they almost got canceled that it was like Michael Scott came out and said, oh, you want to see me what I can really do? Yes. Okay. And then he just <laughs> delivered for 21 episodes in a row. Pure spite, just watch what I can do now. And he absolutely kills it for 21 straight episodes. It is funny, kind of the parallel to a basketball player, because first season he's like got terrible, weird, like greasy hair. He's 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> he's bulky. And this season he's just like like James Harden in the offseason, you know, super trim, cut, lost a ton of weight. Like he looks completely different from he season like one Jokic to season did. two. Yeah, he's, he looks I had to make one different. reference that neither of the girls would understand. <laughs> Isn't that a really hot guy? Nope. <laughs> Don't even know who you were going for there. Adam something? What did, what did you say? I missed it. She asked if it was the hot guy. No, what did you say? Like, I missed who you oh, were talking about. He, he Nikola jokic it. Oh. Yeah, that went what, that went over. Yeah. yeah. No, it, was, it was useless for you to repeat it. Yeah, I it was. Oh, I, that was. I knew it was, and I was glad to do it. That was a combination of vowels and consonants that I don't understand. <laughs> but Mariah, you get to end it out again with your season MVP. No pressure. Well, crap. I was not prepared to have to go against such strong arguments. Mine was Stanley. I just felt like he had so many like small gems that are underappreciated. Um, there's the scene where Jim is making fun of his, I like the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. And then Stanley goes, I do not like that. And then Jim <laughs> yeah. makes fun of him again. Like it's so, it's so perfect. I do um, not running. find that very funny. <laughs> I do not think that's funny. <laughs> and then, um, funny. uh, at the Dundies, when he's talking about his wife, Cynthia, that he brought and he, 
It, it, no. Was this Cynthia? It was Terry. I don't know. Terry. 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 Yeah. He's like, it's this person whose hand I'm holding. <laughs> if you're going to pick a Stanley Dundee's moment, how can you not pick at least I didn't win smelliest bowel movement? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ever notice Kevin's trophy that he got? It's a guy squatting like he's on the toilet. <laughs> So I just, I felt like Stanley had some really great, and also, as I said, um, Boy Have You Lost Your Mind is one of my all-time favorites. And so I That girl is up. a child. She's <laughs> sniffing up on my daughter. What you looking out child. there for? Ain't nobody out there going to help you? Jesus could walk, come walking in here. He ain't going to save you. <laughs> All of it. They let, they let Leslie Baker shoot. Yeah. Oh, dude. I love it. I love Stanley. He just every time every time Stanley has a scene, it is on fire. Like it's a phenomenal scene. He just even the ones with him like napping. Like, you know, yes. in later season he's taking a nap with a fish head on, you know, as his Halloween costume. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just it's so simple but it's so funny. Stanley could almost be like the uh series MVP. He, he's kind of like the dark horse. Like he's gonna be in this every season. <laughs> he's gonna get a lot of so, votes. He could get a lot of votes by the end of the series here. I think that Ashley and Mariah will understand this. What Stanley is is like a sixth man of the year candidate. Yes, he's not an MVP. He's not a heavy dosage guy. You, you can't give him the ball and let him run the pick and roll. But you can give him his spot. So he'll get in the corner. He'll get some big buckets for you. But I knew like all those Creed. words. Like, like you know, Creed is hilarious. Creed's yes. one of the best things about the show. But they only use him like one line an episode, and it's like he hits that line, crushes it out of the show for the rest of the episode. Yes, that is that's a very... Stanley to me for most episodes. I think until you get to Florida, though, Stanley doesn't have any bad moments or bad scenes, and so it's just a matter of the fact that they had so many quality actors that Stanley doesn't have as much screen time. I'm not also negating the fact that Creed is phenomenal as well. Um, I also really like the tweet where uh, Rain Wilson said something, like a kid came up to him and was like, oh, you're from The Office. I'm, I'm like your biggest fan. And he goes, oh, really? What, what's my name? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, well, you're obviously not a big fan. And then Creed Bratton tweeted it and was like, funny, I never seem to have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Any other kind of final things before we wrap this up here? Uh, something I think of with Casino Night. If I was Carol, I don't know that I would give Michael another shot after how weird he was with Jan, like the double date thing. He just is like so uncomfortable that I think I would have called it quits after that night. I wouldn't have gone out with him again. It had just been too weird for you that you... Yeah. I mean, I know that's weird, but, like, the way he treats Jan, and he's like, oh, well, I didn't do anything wrong because you called me and said that this, you know, you weren't coming. And it's just so weird that if I was the other woman in that situation, I would have never, I would have been like, well, this was great. I'll see you never, you know. So yeah. the fact that she puts up with him for so long is impressive for her. Yeah, that is a... Uh... Maybe it's because it's his actual wife in real life. That's why she stuck around. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this does lead into season three, right? We get some answers to Jim and Pam. We find out. Mike already told you. Spoiler alert. We get to see what happens with Mike and Carol. I cannot wait to talk about season three. So there is one more point that I would like to make. Oh, what is it? So 
we were talking about the the Christmas episode, which I thought was hilarious because it was so bad. And then Michael goes out and gets the, which we didn't even talk about, like the whole dirty Santa, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of that. Oh, I'm so sad you're leaving, Mariah, because you're gonna want to be here for this. Oh, so, I'm still here. One of the things that I thought was hilarious was whenever Kevin is hanging up all those photocopies of his butt. Yes. And Ryan's like, whose butt is that? And Kevin's like, mine. And that just reminded me of how Mariah always wants to show me her butt. So I'm so used to butts now. I brought it back from the pre-show notes. (laughs) I brought it all the way back, guys. I am so proud of me. Full circle. Still buy a microphone. Full circle. <laughs> I'm so ready. She's back. Add your comments, babe. It's a great episode. Put a lot of work. Gotta show it off. I told y'all okay. to do it. That's uh, my way back. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning into this episode. We will be back with season three of Around the Office. Thanks, everyone, for being on again. We will be back soon.